You found it. The no-nonsense, no-script podcast you've been waiting for. Real people on real issues. Welcome to Dynamic Independence. The home of logic, reason, and common sense. Let's do it. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in today. I'm Johnny Anderson, and I'm joined today by Bruce Adams. Good afternoon, Bruce. How are you today? Healthy and alive. Doing well. Uh, yeah, doing well. Just, uh, yeah, a little disappointed in uh, Cuomo's hypocrisy. Well, disappointed. It's, uh, but he got an award for it. He got an award for yeah, it. Yeah, he, he did get an award. Um, but he's a bit of a hypocrite saying, uh, you know, we shouldn't do any kind of Thanksgiving or anything. And then he's inviting his mother over to Thanksgiving. Well, that's, kind of that's very sweet of him. Critical. It's very sweet of him. Now, it, I'm sure that he's going to follow the COVID protocols, right? Oh, you know, I don't know when this picture was taken. It doesn't look like it was since the pandemic, but um, he's not social distancing with her in this photo. No? So it's possible it's before the pandemic. So, you know, I'll give him that. Taking the hypocrisy out of it, actually, I'm happy for him to go and have Thanksgiving with his mother. I mean, taking the hypocrisy and who it is and everything out of the picture, you know, as a human being, as an American, I would encourage Americans to have Thanksgiving with their family. But given the fact that he's the governor and has been telling everybody you can't do those types of things because you'll kill your, your mom or grandma or whatever. Unless you're a governor. If you're a governor, Unless then you're, you're, governor. Yeah. you're allowed to do those things. You can live a normal life if you're an elected politician. Right. Because right. Well, they have to. See, because they, they're... The yeah, public, they have to. They're, they're in figures, the government. So. Yeah, they're in the government. Right. So they, right. they have to live a normal, healthy life. Right. So, I don't know, man. It's just, it's getting tiresome. I, I'm hoping the American people are seeing the hypocrisy. And I'm hoping the American people are going to do their, their acts of civil disobedience and, you know, have Thanksgiving continue going to work. This time around with these new lockdowns and things, I have heard in the last couple of days that there are multiple businesses that have now banded together in a lot of these places where they say they're going to have lockdowns and the businesses are saying to hell with what you're with what you're saying. We're not closing. We're not closing. We're not losing our livelihoods. We're not losing our business. We're not losing our wealth. We're not doing it. So it's a good, uh, I guess, a good segue to kind of mention that as a business owner, you should uh, remember that, uh, you know, if you own your business, right, your your property, that's private property. If law enforcement comes in and says, hey, you got to shut down because executive order, just remind them that um, I'm sorry, you're on private property. Um, you need to leave because you have no warrant. You have no authority here. You have no power without a warrant. If you can go and get a warrant, then we will comply because that is a legal pro uh, process. And just, you know, remind them that I have constitutional rights and that, um, you know, I have the right to have my business open, executive order or not. It doesn't matter. That, that has no legal backing, no legal power. That an executive order is mostly for the government, if you will, right? For the, the government body. It doesn't affect the people directly. You're not governed that way. You're governed by legislation. Anyway, that's not code. That's not me trying to be shadowy, shady and, and telling you to be civilly disobedient. That's literally know your rights and stand for your rights and be peacefully. Don't, you know, don't berate the officer. Don't get aggressive. You know, those just be polite and tell them, I'm sorry, you know, uh, these are my rights. And unless you can put forward a, a search warrant or, or rest warrant or whatever, see you later. Have a nice day. 
can't help you. You know, um, I, I, I almost wish I had the clip of uh, Cuomo that we played yesterday right at that point where he says, that's the law. You know, I could just hit yeah. that right when you say but it doesn't work. But we do have something better. You talk there about uh, talk there about governors, and we've mentioned him in the last few days, and I promise we're going to ease up on it. Uh, Governor Gavin Newsom, he has gone into isolation with his entire family following a COVID-19 exposure. It wasn't enough that he had dinner at, uh, at a very exquisite restaurant in, um, uh, in California. No possible exposure there, but apparently it came from somewhere else, right? Or did somebody that was there get exposed? Isn't that how it went? So he, he got exposed. I believe his kids were exposed. His to, kids were exposed. Yeah, to a um, state trooper who was positive. Um, the, the article that I read talking about this said that uh, the kids showed a negative test. Uh, however, so they're, they're probably going to be fine. The, the thing is, even if they did catch COVID, they're going to be fine anyway. I mean, for kids, it's like a 99.9999% chance of survival. <laughs> You know, and just on a on a personal note here, Bruce, you and I know somebody personally that has had COVID and yes. they have fully recovered from it. They spoke to us during the time that they had it yeah. and and they they did have symptoms. So they weren't asymptomatic. They did have symptoms. And uh, it was a terrible thing. Uh, they said that, um, you know, they couldn't sleep for a couple of days, couldn't taste or, or smell anything, you know, usual thing we're hearing about this. And the time that they were home in isolation, they were around their significant other and their two children, and none of them other than this person contracted it. That person's made a full recovery, and they're now back to work. Oh, so, so no, that, 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 that's not possible. See, the science shows that they were probably asymptomatic being in such oh, close. I see. I see. Okay, well. Nonetheless, uh, they all tested negative. But I mean, if you're using, well, of course, what the hell does that mean? Because people are taking tests every other day now, and it's positive one day, it's negative the next day, it's two positives, one negative, two negative, two negatives, three positive, whatever. So it's all over the it's all over the chart. But in an early morning series of tweets, Governor Gavin Newsom wrote late Friday evening. And talking about his wife, uh, Jen, he says, uh, and I learned that three of our children had been exposed to an officer of the California Highway Patrol. Yeah, there you go. Who tested positive for COVID. Thankfully, the entire family tested negative. However, consistent with local guidance, we will be quarantining for 14 days. Now he wants to follow his own rules. Now he wants to do that. Well, it's a it's a perfect example of um, victimhood, right? He's he's shifting the, the narrative a bit here. So it was about you were caught at this restaurant. You weren't following your rules. And now it's a, oh, now look, he's a I'm victim. the victim now, guys. Now he's a victim. Uh, don't, don't attack me yeah. anymore. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Now, now he's a victim. Okay. So the other day when we were talking about how he got caught at that French restaurant, right? I, I want to hear, I want you to hear this. For those that haven't heard this, I want you to hear this. We have him. He goes on for like a 15 minute BS excuse about this, uh, this thing. And I swear to God, when I, when I listen to this guy, I, I get the used car salesman feel from this guy. Like that, that's what I get. Even like the facial expressions, the explanations, the, the long drawn out BS things. It's like it's, it's like this guy's trying to sell you something. That's that's the feeling I get from him. But this is Gavin Newsom after he got caught. This is his press conference explaining after he got caught. I made a bad mistake. Instead of sitting down, uh, I should have stood up and walked back, got in my car and drove back uh, to my house. Uh -huh. Instead, I chose to sit there with my wife uh, and a number of other couples that were outside the household. And you can quibble about the guidelines, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, but the can. spirit of what the I'm spirit. preaching all the time the uh, was contradicted. And I got to own that. And so I want to apologize to you. <laughs> he's smiling the entire time he's doing he's that. He's got that, that 
I, I want to mm. say it. I want to say it, mm-hmm. but I can't. That um, that stuff-eating bovine grin on his face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bovine ex- excrement uh, grin. Kind of, uh, yeah. Absolute hypocritical. Anyway, uh, yeah. but yes, he's in isolation. So I, I, I guess we're not going to hear or see from him for the next two weeks. And I, I yes, that's a terrible thing. It's a shame we're not going to uh, have any headlines with him because uh, they, they were getting better by the day. I don't even believe this, by the way. I don't believe he his family is really exposed to someone that had COVID-19. Oh, I you, think they're just think using so. it as a, oh, no, no, no. I think this was all a, um, a scapegoat, uh, if you will. Um, this is a, um, they're just, they're just, they say a random highway patrolman. Um, okay. Well, because well of, give us a little bit more here. Well, no, uh, no, which highway can't. patrolman, which, you, no, you can't, you know, Bruce, you can't do that because of, because yeah. of medical confidentiality, HIPAA laws, you, you can't right. do that. Of course, if you want to get on an airplane, you have to give all your information. If you want to buy a movie ticket, right. you have to give all your information. If you want to go to a concert, you have to give all your information. That doesn't apply for oh. you. If you want to go to a restaurant, you have to give a your restaurant, name, yeah. Yeah. your address, your phone number, all that fun stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, this, this is um, no, I, I think this is all exactly that. It's it's a shifting the media, changing the media narrative to uh, cover up the the bit about the um, um, French Laundry attendance. Um, weirdest name, by the way. It is, but apparently that's very successful, and, and and I bet you it's a very nice place. I mean, I, I, me personally, I mean, I, I know I've been to very, very nice fr- French restaurants in France. Actually, <laughs> they're really good. I've heard it's only got three stars, by the way. Somebody gave it three stars. It was meh food. You, you do okay. Hotels can be five stars, but restaurants. Can no, no, be three. it's like no. It was on a five scale, like. You know, like our, oh. how we do oh, the apps like on Yelp or something like that. Yeah, got, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, yeah. I, got you. I was going to say Sorry, yeah, it's yeah. a it's a three it's a Michelin <laughs> three star. Yeah, yeah. It is it is it is one of those. But the the guy went there and said it was it was mediocre. That's what I was trying to get at it, when I said three stars. It's mediocre. It's not three hundred dollar plate was, truffle pasta, and it's mediocre. Yeah, he, he said it was mediocre. So. I don't know. Maybe maybe he's he's comparing the price to the quality of food. Uh, I don't know. All right, whatever. You talk there about Governor Cuomo. He invited his mother over for Thanksgiving. Is that how is that how it is? He's going to host his mother for Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. yeah. By the way, you getting ready for Thanksgiving? I, I just realized last night when you mentioned it to me that it's actually Thanksgiving uh, tomorrow. I yeah. didn't even know. I didn't even know. Yeah. Yep. Bright and early. Going to get up and uh, head over there. Well, bright and early. I mean, it's early for me. Going to get up at crack of noon. The family. <laughs> 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 no, that's that's when we have to be there. Uh, it'll be like nine o'clock. I was taking that line from, uh, for me. Yeah, I was, I was taking that line from a uh, from an old TV show. Yeah, it was an old TV show called McHale's Navy. It was hilarious with Ernest Borgnine and yeah. I mean, the bunch of these you know slacker bums in the in the Navy. And he said, "Did we wake you gentlemen up? No, sir. We've been up since the crack of noon, sir." <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, people say uh, for for. You know, having weird hours, you're you're a slacker. But really, um, it depends on what you do. It, it depends yeah, on what you do. Exactly. I mean, it depends on the, the hours of day you're awake. Yeah. I mean, what we do here. I mean, by the time we get done with all of our stuff, and then mm-hmm. of course our normal everyday stuff. You know, our normal day to day life stuff. By the time we get yep. done with all that, and and this is this is really funny because you, the listener, you you probably don't know this. We actually put a ton of work into this stuff that we do every day yep. because we have our normal everyday lives that we live, and then we do a podcast on our own time in the in the evenings. And by the time we actually get finished with all of that and you get the end product that you listen to for 45 minutes to an hour, we've gone to bed at like 3, 3.30 in the morning. <laughs> yeah. So, yep. but yes, we, we will be here. 
I, I know that uh, Bruce, you're doing um, you're doing Thanksgiving. Obviously, I'm out of the country, so I'm I'm not obviously doing anything that day. But I will be on with our our guest from the UK and our sound guy Brian on uh, Black Friday. That's the day that it will be on. We will be recording that on Thanksgiving in the US. But seeing as how the three of us that will be on that day won't be in the US, then we won't have anything to do. So uh, we're going to uh, we're going to do a podcast today and it will be out on Black Friday in uh, in the US. So you're still going to get that. And I noticed that a lot of people in the talk radio and podcasting realm, they're already going home already. They're, they're already done. And it's like, fellas, yeah. uh, the, the, the country's burnt. Like, do you understand? There's not going to be a Thanksgiving 12 months from now if we don't if we don't buckle down and deal with this. I understand you want to be with your families. I get it. But yeah, OK, all right. I'm not going to get into it. Uh, I, I'll get into it real quick because there's there's something this is this is actually really great advice. So I, I know we're, we're on here kind of as uh, in a sense we're we're more or less activists, right? This is the com- conservative version of an activist, really. We don't go out and burn and loot and all that fun stuff. We try to have civil dialogue and share information, right? So that's how that's radical. The, how radical? Right. Yeah, yeah. So one of the things that um, you're encouraged to do this is this is kind of comes from the Christian religion, but really it's it's good as a non-religious person. Don't forget to live your life. Though we're on here doing this kind of stuff, you can't do it every waking minute of the day, right? I mean. So in a sense, for those guys doing the radio, the, the like the radio shows and whatnot, they're they're actually under a contract and they have to they have to take a break. Like they have a certain amount of vacation days they have to take um, Fair point. because of their contract. So, but at the same time, don't forget to live your life. I mean, I know we do this uh, a lot and we put a lot of hours into it, but there's still a time for you to go and enjoy your family, enjoy, you know, if you're, you're, you're married, enjoy your spouse. If you have kids, enjoy your kids growing up. Don't forget to, to experience that because even though America, let, let's say we get into the middle of a civil war, that's still only for a time. It's still a relatively short, even if this goes down into a digital dark age and we go into this crazy hellhole of a country, right? Even if this gets dark, you still have a life. You still are going to raise your kids, you know, you're still going to be married or what have you, you know, if you, if you already are. So yeah, don't forget to live your life. That's an interesting point you bring up there. You say, don't forget to live your life. What do people do when they haven't figured out how to live their life? Now, I know we're kind of, I know we had like a, a way, like you know, we lockdowns wanted lockdowns and well, there's that, but then there's other things. Forget lockdowns for a second. Mm-hmm. Forget that for a second. I, I know a lot of people that are alive, but they're not living. Do you know what I mean? So I, I know a lot of people that it's like they're just they're they wake. <laughs> I mean, you could call them that. Yeah. But I mean, they wake up, they go through the motions, they go to their their nine to five or whatever it is they have. And then they get done with that. They get back to wherever they dwell and they flip on flip on Netflix or, or a football game or whatever. And then that's it. They figure out what they're going to do for food. And then that's the end of their day. And then they get up, rinse and repeat. That's not living. So I, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Go out, live your life. Absolutely. Live your life to the fullest, but live. Don't don't be what I just mentioned. Don't go through the motions. Now, if you have if you have children, obviously, I expect you to, you know, play with your kids and and do all that stuff, all all that fun stuff that parents do and everything like that. I get it. Take them out for ice cream or whatever. I, I get that. But 
again, I see a lot of people that don't have children. Either they are or they aren't married or they're in some kind of a relationship. And it's like they just go through the motions. And it's like I'm sitting here thinking to myself, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Forget the nine to five. Nine to fives are, you know, the, the jobs, whatever your job is, doesn't matter. Your job is something you do because you have to do it. Okay. So that that's that's what that is. It gives you a sense of purpose. It gives you a sense of dignity. Okay, I understand that, right? All of us do jobs because we have to, not because we want to, because we have to. Unless, of course, you're you know an independent business owner, then I expect you to you know you're doing that because you want to. So right. I, I guess that's a little bit different story. But you go through that. But I see a lot of people. I mean, ninety five percent of people are unhappy in their jobs, their professions, whatever they do. That's just a statistical fact. Ninety five percent of people are not happy with what they do. And it makes them miserable in other aspects of their life. So they shut down. I mean, that's been my experience. They need to find something. If you're one of these people out there, you need to find something that's going to counterbalance what you do on a day-to-day basis that's going to offset that. Whatever's dragging you down in one aspect, you have to find something on the opposite end of that, outside of that spectrum, that's going to give you a sense of fulfillment, a sense of purpose for yourself, for yourself. Now, I know that that sounds possibly egotistical and and self-centered and all that stuff, but you have to be a fulfilled individual if you want to be successful at anything. You have to have that sense of self-confidence. You have to have that sense of... Uh, of belief in yourself. And if you don't have that, well, then you're not going to get that anywhere else. No one else is going to give that to you. You've got to take it upon yourself to figure out what that is. I've had several people ask me, okay, just tell me what I need to do when it comes to finding some kind of a film. I'm like, you got to do something. And they say, okay, well, just tell me what I need to do. I can't tell you that. No one can tell you that. You're the only person that can tell yourself what that is. I mean, it would be easy enough. That's the thing. Everybody's looking for an easy way out. Somebody's looking, okay, get do this and then you're you're happy. Do this and then this will happen for you. That's that's not how this works. That's not how this works. You have to decide what it is about yourself that's going to fulfill you and make you a self-confident, self-righteous person. That's your choice. Whatever that is to you, I mean, that's that's probably not what it's going to be to me and vice versa. Now, to me, I mean, Bruce, you've seen my stack of... Uh, you see my stack of history books, right? That's my fulfillment. That's what I like to do. To the average person out there, that's probably boring and and no one wants to deal with that stuff and, and things like that. I, I like digging through all the research that we dig through. And I like getting on here and podcasting. This is what does it for me. Also, personal fitness. I'm also very deep into personal fitness. And so it's been a life-changing thing, a transition that I've had to go through. Again, forget nine to fives, right? Again, that's just something you have to do. You need to find something outside of that. But I just, you know, I, I just mentioned my things that I like to do. I also like to cook and and do uh, do certain things with, uh, you know, putting together meals and, and, you know, coming up with new ideas and things like that in the kitchen. I mean, that's that's something that I like to do. As far as like listening to, you know, this this garbage out there that's called music, which we'll talk about that, like I said, on uh, on Friday, watching Netflix, watching TV, watching all that. That's not for me. That's not for me. I don't care about that stuff. At one point in time, I did. But that doesn't fulfill you. You look at certain things like that, entertainment, music, you know, sports, whatever it is. You look at those things and you try to identify with them because you don't know how to identify with anything for yourself. So you look at these things for a sense of fulfillment and it will give you that for a time, for a time, but then it wears off and then you look for the next thing. So you're lost in what you think is something that matters. Baseball. Let's say you watch baseball. Okay, I I was a big baseball fan. I'm not going to lie. Played the game for 14 years. How can you not be a baseball fan? How great is it when you see your team go up there and and make it to the World Series or 
your guy goes up there and smashes a home run and the crowd goes crazy. You get that sense of excitement. You're happy about it. Your team takes the lead after being down the whole game. That's nice until the game is over, right? Then it ends. And then you have to go back to looking for the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. But it's never a sense of fulfillment. It's never something that constantly keeps you going. Nothing that constantly drives you. It's always, oh, well, when's the next game? See, you're working on someone else's terms. You're not working on your own. So, yeah, I agree with you, Bruce. That's my long winded thing. But that's um, I agree with you. I see a lot of people that are alive, but I see very few people that are actually living. So that's basically our our detour of saying time management, uh, you know, fulfill yourself. I mean, it, it's topics we've talked on before, but it's that that's basically what we're saying is, you know, um, yeah, just just don't forget to live life. There's a place and a time for everything. There's a place and time for the politics. There's a place and time for um, work, play, uh, pleasure, all that. There's a place and time for it. Back to the serious stuff now? Yeah. Governor Cuomo calls a sheriff who won't enforce his mask mandate a dictator. So uh, this one, this one is actually kind of, it kind of eludes me a bit. I understand the thing he's doing. I, I understand the whole principle and everything. But if you're trying to be an, a legitimately logical person, how do you come to the conclusion that as as the governor, okay, I have passed a executive order that says, shut everything down, basically, to an effect. And the sheriff says, that violates constitutional um, laws, principles, I'm not going to enforce it. So you say you're a dictator as the governor. You say that to the sheriff. Mm -hmm. I, I, I cannot logically conclude coming to that conclusion at all. I, I can't. Where a sheriff says, you're not being constitutional, you're being too restrictive, there's nothing backing that. There's no legal grounds that we, we can't even enforce it as law enforcement, right? How are you? Seriously, you're going to take time out of um, protecting people from robberies, from uh, assaults, shootings, from stabbings. Shootings. They're yeah. off the charts you're, in New York, by the way. Yeah, exactly. So you're going to take law enforcement's time from those locations. And as the governor in Oregon says, you need to call the police if you see someone violating a COVID-19 regulation. Um, I'm sorry, law enforcement has a better job. They they have something more important to do than cater to the nanny state. Uh, it just, I, I can't, it just, it makes no sense logically, other than the fact they're gaslighting, other than the fact um, they're, they're just trying to, just as they did to conservatives, they're, they're calling them names. Oh, you're a racist, you're a racist, you're a bigot because... Um, I don't know. You're for abortion or or against abortion? Excuse me, because you're against abortion. You're racist, bigot, and all that stuff. Whatever, whatever the kind of stuff they throw at us for for being a conservative. It's kind of the same thing. I I want to quote uh, Cuomo here when he's when he's talking about those things, and he says that uh, sheriffs in four counties said last week on social media that they would not be enforcing the coronavirus rules. And we talked about some of them. They said, and even some of them in California said, yeah, we're not. Look, we're not going to do this. We have better things to do with our time than to waste our time counting cars in people's driveways over Thanksgiving and finding out whether or not COVID is hiding in people's stuffing. We're, we're just not going to do it. So Cuomo said, and I'm quoting here, this is an emotional time, a political time. You hear that? A political time. Uh -huh. Everybody has their own strongly held opinion, right? You have a strongly held opinion that says COVID is all an overreaction. It's a hoax. I'm not wearing a mask. I'm not following these rules. You have sheriffs upstate who said, I'm not going to enforce the law. Is it a law? Again, no. is, is it a law? 
couple couple things on that one. Um, you remember I mentioned gaslighting? Notice that he goes straight for the COVID is an overreaction. It's all an overreaction to COVID. It's a hoax. The masks, uh, I'm not going to wear one. He goes to the extreme. And what these sheriffs are saying, we're not going to enforce your COVID restrictions during the holidays. We're not going to go in and kick people's doors in because they had 11 people over. I mean, that's basically all the sheriff is saying. He's not saying this is a hoax. This is an overreaction. What he's saying is, Governor, what your mandate is, is an overreaction. That is an overstep of the Constitution. And the and then the governor goes in and, and says, he starts gaslighting and, and says all these things. So that that, number one. Number two, no matter how many times you say it's law, no matter how many times, it does not make it law. Just saying. And to his to the dictator point, uh, he says, I believe that law enforcement officer violates his or her constitutional duty. I don't consider them a law enforcement officer because you don't have the right. Listen to this. You don't have the right to pick laws that you think you will enforce and you don't enforce laws that you don't agree with. Right. He says that's not a law enforcement officer. That's a dictator. Um, no, that's He's, actually that's actually a, a, a law enforcement in the U.S. You have a duty as a law enforcement officer. And I, believe me, I've worked with my fair share of them. You have a duty, not a right. You have a duty as a law enforcement officer of any branch. Doesn't matter if it's county, state, local, federal. I don't care. You have a duty to ignore unconstitutional and illegal orders. And that's what this is. This is an unconstitutional and I would argue illegal order. I know we had that little debate yesterday about it, but um, yeah. I mean, I, I'm sorry. When, when a government comes in and says, we're going to start mandating how many people you can have in your home, kick rocks. Seriously, kick rocks. Come into my home and tell me how many people I'm allowed to have, because I assure you that won't go well. It's not your business how many people I have in my home. You will be um, kindly escorted off the premises, the yes. private property. Uh, God bless you, Cuomo added. But don't ask me for help. See, he's the he's it's, the man. He's the man. That's his state, Bruce. That's his state. How is he still elected? How is he still in office? How how is he still there? How has know. New York not recalled him? I I don't know. Now the governor said what happens in people's homes is absolutely the government's business. Now listen to how he twists this. It's not right. Listen to how he twists this. He said laws apply in your home. Domestic violence applies in your home. Drug laws apply in your home. Yes, it does. Hmm. So, what exactly do do? Maybe, maybe, maybe we need to do this. This, this is um. Let, let, let's look at the dictionary. Yeah. Let's um. Let's look up dictator because I'm I'm I have the feeling Cuomo. I I know he's not going to hear this, but I have a feeling Cuomo doesn't understand what the word dictator means. We, we do have New York listeners. So, I mean, we are getting through to some people up there. I mean, yes, yes. But I mean, Cuomo himself, this is this is for Cuomo's sake, because I don't think oh, yeah. he understands yeah. the word. Right. OK, so let's just let's just go go over what a dictator is. OK, this is this is according to the dictionary. Literally just Googled it. This is what it says. A ruler with total power over a country, typically one who has obtained control by force. OK, so um, here in the United States, states are countries inside of a union. That's basically how they function, right? The, the states are a country, more or less, under a, a unified law. Okay, so who is it here that's saying you have to, the, the government has absolute control over your entire life? The, uh, Cuomo. The, the, the Cuomo, governor. The governor, who is the quote unquote ruler of the country state, if you will, yeah. New York. And this, so who's, who, who's the dictator again? How, how, how is law enforcement the dictator? Huh. No, see, 
how this works is because governor, you're the head of the 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 um, government there in New York. Technically, if law enforcement uh, chooses to or not to do something constitutional, well, in this case, chooses to do something that's unconstitutional, they're under your purview, which means you're the dictator. He was pointing to uh, the rising number of cases. That's the chart that he was he was going, he was referencing to, but uh, with all of this. And he stressed that the actions of one person have the potential to endanger many others. What's fascinating about this is, is they tried to do this with terrorism. They tried to do this and it didn't work. So what have they done now? Using COVID as leverage, again, as I said, they've turned everything back on itself. Same thing with Gavin Newsom, it turned everything back on itself. That's the key to all this, this entire thing. With everything that we're seeing, it's being turned back on itself. It's psychological warfare. It's, it's reverse. Just reverse everything that you're seeing. And that's what's actually going on. It's that simple. Look at it in the, it's like looking in a mirror. You know how you look in a mirror and everything is, is backwards on itself? It's the same thing here, but it's being put back to you in a distorted view. So you don't understand it. You can't comprehend what's actually being presented to you. So again, they, like I said, they tried this with terrorism, didn't work. So what have they done? In a real sense, what have they done here? With the way that they're portraying this, and now they're they're limiting people's interactions and all that stuff. I mean, we've seen that since day one, but now they're clamping on it harder and they're they're just overstepping that just a little bit further and a little bit further. They've made you the terrorist now, haven't they? You could be a potential threat to everyone else. See, an outside threat didn't work. They tried it. Didn't work. Didn't take with people. So now you're the potential terrorist. You can kill somebody even without your knowledge of killing somebody. You see how they do this? So I, I just want to point out real quick. Keep in mind that he keeps pointing to the case numbers, case numbers pointing at those. Mm -hmm. Keep in mind, this is the same government that said, we'll reopen schools as long as they stay under, what was it, 3 or 5% or something like that? Uh, 3, okay. So he, he was saying, uh, then then once once we pass that 3% margin, then uh, we're, we're going to close schools down again. Understand that the entire United States has not been under 3%. It has not been under 5% since the pandemic. It has not gone below 5% infection. Well, Bruce, that's all Trump's fault. You see, China's had 0% for months now. Yes, but my, my, my point in all of this is he was saying, well, if it goes over 3%, the entire nation is at 5%. So of course he was basically saying we're going to shut down schools. That, that was a, a roundabout way of him saying, because you didn't do what you were supposed to, because you aren't following rules, we have to shut schools down. They changed That's, the rules. It, it's gaslighting. They changed they're, the rules. They're trying. Yeah. Yeah. As you said, they, they moved the goalpost. Yeah. They moved yep. the goalpost every single time. It's the carrot and the stick. Marty's made the reference here several times. It's a mouse in a maze. It's always, you know, we need to do this so we can get here. And then once we get here, then we'll make it to that point. But you notice once we get there, oh, well, that see, that didn't work because you didn't do what you were supposed to do. So we've got to go here now. Since when did this become such an issue? We've always known. This has been a risk that we've agreed to as a society. When you go in public, it's a risk every single time. You it go changed. out, you get in your car. Let's say you go to the grocery store. Okay. Just you go out, you get in your car, you start your car, right? You're risking there, your car exploding, spontaneously combusting. You're risking driving on the, the highway, which we have agreements to follow lines on a road. And it's the only thing between you and smashing into another person at 65 miles an hour, right? Just the agreement that we're going to not go over these lines. Okay. To get to a store. Now, we, we kind of have this agreement that um, we understand that by going into these public spaces like this, you risk getting contaminated with some kind of disease or virus or whatever and getting sick. That has been a risk. 
I, since the beginning of time. I, I don't even know how to explain this, that for some reason people have forgotten this, that this has been a risk that we've always dealt with. If you're an evolutionist, you understand that we've evolved to this point. We've had to deal with diseases over and over and over. Strong survive. We made it this far. Why do we think this one virus all of a sudden is going to kill us all when it has a fatality rate of 0.14% or less or whatever the heck it is now? Absolutely absurd. People have lost their minds. Gee whiz, Bruce. I mean, I know you're upset yeah. and all, but for crying out loud. <sighs> yeah, well, little sleep, you, want, you know. You want to know, you want to know when we decided to make this change? 2016, we decided to make this change. When we decided as a populace we're sick of you as politicians. We're sick of you. We're tired of you. We don't want you anymore. When we decided that, when the American populace and the British with their Brexit maneuver and the whole EU on the verge of collapse, I might add, when this started to happen, well, what does that do? That chinks away at their armor, doesn't it? Their their little utopian world government dreams. You racist. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. When you go after that... Well, then they're just going to have to remove your de your democratic process, aren't they? They don't care about that anymore. You ask when it changed? Well, when the little people decided that they were going to stand up and say, uh, you know what? We don't want a ruling elites to make these decisions and we don't want to be governed by internationalists uh, and a bunch of slugs and, and the garbage of humanity. We, we don't want to be governed by that. You ask when it changed. That's when it changed. Yeah. yeah. So... Uh, I I love this point, and I I know we keep bringing it up, and it, it's been brought up before. What was the tax rate again for the Boston Tea Party? Why did why did uh, why did our our forefathers? Uh, oh yeah, that's right. It, it's a, a, a measly two percent, right? Two percent. So yeah, so they they started a revolution over the taxation that they were getting, right? They did the Boston Tea Party for a two percent tax, huh? Kind of, uh, you notice we have to talk about this nowadays, aren't we? You notice we have to talk about this when our English counterparts are not in here because we'd get nothing but hell, right? <laughs> Throwing some good tea into the into the bay there. Well, we didn't. We're Americans. We don't drink tea. We drink coffee, right? As we're you and I are both tea drinkers. Well, I was going <laughs> to so, say we're both tea. Yeah. <laughs> three percent of the colonists. Three percent. Okay, you always hear about the three percenters. Right. That's where it started. The three percent. Don't don't give me this garbage about all oh, that's some kind of reference to, to Nazis. In fact, give me a break with that garbage. That's for a bunch of illiterate idiots that don't know history. Three percent of the American populace of the colonists at the time fought back against the biggest empire the world had ever seen. And we beat the hell out of them. Now, <laughs> we are um, we are dear friends now. And to be honest with you, we're both better nations because of it. And I mean, when we work together, what we can do and what we can accomplish is, I mean, the sky's the limit. The same thing with the rest of Europe. Now, Europe's got its own problems. Obviously, they've damn near destroyed themselves. Oh, I don't know, three or four times in the last couple of hundred years. But when you have countries that work together naturally, naturally, not forced, naturally, when you have countries come together and they make deals and they work together economically, culturally, all the above. When, when when you have them come together and they they actually lift each other up, well, then that's a that's a fantastic thing, isn't it? See, that's the exact thing that a ruling cabal of internationalists don't want. They don't want that. Oh, yes, they want to unify the world on their terms. But see, they don't want it in a sense where they don't have control of it. What have we heard over the last four years? And you can make reference to this. What, what have we heard over the last four years? Trump, Russia, Trump, Russia, blah, 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 right? 
Trump Russia. The Russians broke away from the corrupt international cabals here in the West. They broke away from that. Now, like I said the other day, is that to say that the Russian oligarchs are any better? Not really. But the Russians want to be ruled by Russians. And I don't blame them. They don't want to be ruled by outside money. Who in the hell wants that? The world is difficult enough for the elite to deal with one America. God help them if there's more than one. If the United States and Russia actually work together and they're not turned against each other, can you imagine what that would do to to both of our economies? Can you imagine how, how good that would be? They, they don't want that. The United States and Brazil, just those two countries alone, just those two, if it were done properly and we worked together, we could feed the entire world at a surplus. We could cure world hunger. And that's a fact. But internationalists don't want that. Do you, know, do you understand what these lockdowns are doing? Do you know the third world is starving to death as we speak? Oh, let me guess. You don't know anything about that because there's no news camera on it. There's no newspaper on it. See, they're going to collapse the third world into the first. That's what this is all about. And they're going to say, oh, look, it's climate change. We've got billions of climate refugees from ecosystems that have collapsed. No, your BS lockdown policies have caused famine because you've shut down their only link to being outside of that little closed off environment that you've kept them in squalor in. But I digress. Keeping with New York here, you mentioned yesterday about a, uh, a Jewish wedding. Yeah, I was um, glad to see civil disobedience. And uh, this is an example of one of the ways that uh, this this totalitarian government uh, in these states are trying to retaliate. Yeah. So that uh, synagogue in Brooklyn, um, New York City is trying to levy a $15,000 fine upon them for holding that illegal wedding. Um, How dare they? Yeah. So uh, again, this is um, this is something that um, we should expect to see coming. Uh, I mean, this is something we should expect as the city to do these kind of things. So honestly, my opinion, the synagogue, they should sue not just the city, but the state for, I don't know, let's toss in a few more zeros onto that and say, I don't know, 15 million or something, you know, somewhere in that vicinity, you know, maybe, maybe, yeah, that sounds pretty good. I mean, I know it's technically taxpayer dollars, but, you know, make them, make them feel the pain a little bit as far as these um, local government. I know they're already hurting for money anyway, but they're violating their constitutional rights, trying to say that not only can you not freely worship, but you cannot peacefully assemble. But yeah, I, I personally, I think they would have a case there and, and uh, whether or not they sue or just take it to the you know, Supreme Court if they have to. They should sue. Get them to, to stand down. They should sue. $15,000 as a fine to that synagogue for that wedding? Drop dead. No, not doing it. No. I, I, I'm not I'm paying sorry. your stinking fine. No. De Blasio, and I'm quoting here, that's just not acceptable. I mean, we've been through so much. This was amazingly irresponsible and just unacceptable. Well, I'll tell you what, Mr. Mayor, I find you amazingly irresponsible and I find you just unacceptable. How's that sound? One more one more thing here. It says here that there will be a summons for the $15,000 immediately for that site and there mm -hmm. could be an additional uh could be additional consequences uh quite soon as well. Huh. Additional kind consequences. Of, uh, what kind of consequences are we talking here? Because um you're 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 violating people's constitutional rights. <laughs> anyway, TSA. Sorry. Yeah, no, you're good. Uh, TSA screens two million in two days, despite the holiday travel warning. It's almost like people don't care, huh? Good. You know, it, people people just don't care. They they just want to have uh, they just want to have their Thanksgiving. TSA officials screened more than two million flyers Friday and Saturday following the government's warning about Thanksgiving travel. 
TSA data indicates more than 1 million travelers were screened, on, were screened on Friday, the second day to reach beyond 1 million since March. Friday's traveling numbers amounted to almost 40% of the TSA screenings conducted on the same weekday last year. For Americans who decide to travel, the CDC recommends doing so as safely as possible by following the same recommendations for everyday living. Does that include not social distancing in an airport? From an individual household level, what's at stake is basically increased chance of one of your loved ones becoming sick and hospitalized and dying. We certainly don't want to see that happen. Again, you see, they make you the terrorist, even though you might not know. Representative Jim Jordan from my home state of Ohio uh, told leaders imposing coronavirus restrictions prior to the holidays to cancel lockdowns instead of canceling Thanksgiving and Christmas. Don't cancel Thanksgiving. His tweet is, is, is this. Don't cancel Thanksgiving. Don't cancel Christmas. Cancel the lockdowns. Even the World Health Organization has said to cancel the lockdowns. You shouldn't do them. Uh, his short but clear message follows attempts by Democrat leaders across the country to impose additional coronavirus restrictions on Americans, even in their private residences ahead of the holiday season. Do you know why? Because these are nihilistic, godless haters. That's why. If you think that they care about your family, you think they care about uh, your religion. I don't care what religion it is. Whatever you practice, whatever your faith is, doesn't matter. They hate faith in general. And you think, oh, they, they, they care about the country. They care about... They don't care about any of that stuff. None of it. These are... <laughs> I mean, do, do people... When I, when I say the word revolutionary, I wonder what comes to people's minds. It, it makes me wonder half the time. I, when I say that these people are radical revolutionaries, do you understand they want to abolish everything? And I mean everything, all of it. We're, we're sitting here talking about, oh, well, they just want to get rid of the Constitution. No, they don't. Oh, yes, that's part of it. They want to get rid of the Constitution. But you have to understand, they want to get rid of absolutely everything, all of it. They want a lawless anarchy that they would call a utopia in society. Do you understand how sick that is? On top of that, the hypocrisy in everything that these people do and everything that these people say. I mean, in my lifetime, I've never seen anything like this. I mean, I've read about stuff like this in history, but in my lifetime, I've never seen anything like this. They're, they're out there calling for defunding the police, yet they're using the police to enforce their garbage orders. So, so they want the police to enforce their unconstitutional and illegal orders, yet they want to get rid of the police. See, that's to demonize the police in your eyes. That's what that's about. That's so you look at that and you blame that. No. You don't blame the police officers. Oh, believe me, there's plenty of blame to go on there because they shouldn't follow any of that. If the police officers had any sense about themselves, and I'm not blaming all cops here, I'm not doing that. But if they had any sense about themselves, they would band together and they would cuff these people up and drag them before a court. Just one man's opinion. There is a way to stop this. And I said it yesterday off recording, and I'm, I can't say it on recording because we're bound by TOS. 48 hours and a lot of handcuffs, and we can fix this. We can fix this. I don't care what country you're from. 48 hours and a lot of handcuffs and we can fix this. Sounds like a fun 48 hours. It would be a fun 48 hours. But you know something? What's the alternative? In a real sense, what's the alternative? Do you want to go down the road that I just described? Do you want to live in a world that's ruled by warlords and gangs? Is that how you want to live? Do you want to live in, in, a, in a world where you don't have a home? You're poor? Do you want to live in a two-tiered society, a split society? You, you don't take a vaccine? Then guess what? You're you're put on the uh, the outskirts of the city. You're you, you don't have access to food. You get ridiculed. You get made fun of. Is that the kind of life you want to live? How's that for human dignity? How's that for any kind of human rights? These people don't care about any of that stuff. They will tell you anything they need to tell you. They will sell you anything they need to sell you to get you to believe their utopia. Doesn't matter. 
oh, we're going to have a universal basic income. That's because there's going to be massive unemployment. Do you remember when Bruce and I were talking, Bruce, you remember when we were talking about massive unemployment? Massive unemployment's coming. Massive. When I say massive, I'm not talking about, I don't know, 20, 30% unemployment here. We're talking two and a half, three billion people, half the planet are going to be out of work. Do you, does, that, does that resonate with anybody? Does that resonate with people that you know? If you tell them that, I mean, what, is that just too much to digest for some people? I, I don't know. No, I, I, there, there's a good portion of the, well, there's a good portion of the Christian religious community that understands that, um, uh, what is it? Money is going to be worthless and bread, a loaf of bread will be a day's wage globally, I believe. Is Sounds the, like um, Venezuela. Reference. Except mm, yeah. in this case, it would be a month's wage in Venezuela. Yeah, but this is going to be a global occurrence, not just a, you know, localized, if you will. Well, Rounding off here on the, uh, this is uh, Governor Greg Abbott, who has said this. He says, along the course of dealing with the pandemic, which, by the way, he said no more lockdowns. Uh, he says, along the course of dealing with the pandemic, we've all learned what works and what does not work. Have we? Have we all learned that? Have we all learned that? Because I think some people are, well, they're, they're late to the dinner table, I think. Uh, and one thing that the government does not need to do is micromanage the lives of everybody. Well, Governor, I'm glad you've come around to that revelation. That's that's fantastic. Glad to know that you're actually starting to see the light. Do you not believe him, Bruce? You sound like you don't believe him. Nah, I don't believe him. Really? After, after the stunts he pulled for the, the whole COVID stuff, and he said the first time they wouldn't lock down, he said the first time that Texas would remain open, they wouldn't do a mask mandate or any of those kind of things. And oh, look at that. Within you know a month's time, he said the exact opposite. He locked down the state more or less. No, yeah, he did. He locked down the state. Then he did a mask mandate. So, nah, I, I, I don't believe him. All right. So, you know, I, I thought we'd spend the last few minutes here on um, talking about Parler. Parler is, it's becoming more, more popular. And of course, what's everybody doing now? The, well, the tech heads, what are the, you know, Dorsey and Zuckerberg, what are they calling John Math? Oh, he's an extremist. Uh, he's a, you know, he's a, he's a crazy person, blah, blah, blah. Because he's created a free speech platform, a real one. Not someone that's going to be an editor, nothing like that. You know, I've been on Parler for quite some time. I mean, I'm not active on it. I mean, I don't, I don't go on there and I don't post things because I'm just not the posting kind of person. You know, I, I put our podcast up there. And to be honest with you, everything that I would normally if I let's say let me put it this way. If I wasn't podcasting, then I would be on Parler sharing my views. But I share enough of my views here to get my ideas across that I don't have to type out. You know, I have that luxury. So I share the podcast. But what's in those podcasts that you can click on on Parler directly from the post itself and listen, the views that I would normally type and the views that people do type, I have the ability to share here. So why would I type them out? So I, I just look at that as a, as a waste of time. But that, nonetheless, that doesn't mean that I don't read your comments. I, I do. And I thank you all very much for that. And I do respond back to some of them. Bill Gates is not very well liked on Parler. He's uh he's he's pretty much he's a hated guy over there. I mean, he's he's been a target for quite some time on Parler about, you know, his policies, his standpoints. But uh, Bill Gates has smeared Parler and its users. Now he's in the process of having a temper tantrum. And so is the rest of the uh, the left, as far as that goes. I'm a firm believer in the fact that we need discourse. We need dialogue. But you can't have that on places like Facebook. You can't have that on places like uh, Twitter. You just can't do it. If you have something that you post up on one of these platforms, if you actually do it, if you're one of these people that, act, that can actually post something, well, what happens? You get attacked. The mobs start turning on you. You get threatened with your job. They'll dox you. What kind of a place is that for social discourse? What's going on with a lot of these people with the election? The ones that are coming out, coming forward. 
saying, hey, this this thing's all fraud. You know, it's it's a joke. It's what's happening to them. They're being threatened not only with their jobs, with their their homes, they're being doxxed, their kids' schools, where these kids go to school, where their kids go to school. That's all being made public. Does anyone see a problem with this? You've got AOC out there saying that they're making lists. Did you hear what I just said? They're making lists. You better take these people seriously if you're not already. When these people say, like I said, I'm, I'm not a, a, I'm not some kind of a, of a scholar when it comes to history. I just know a little bit, and you don't have to dig too deep on it. When these people say that they're making lists, believe them. Bill Gates is probably, I'd say, probably one of the most hated men on the planet today. Hell, the Danish are out in the streets protesting Bill Gates. The Germans are walking down the streets with Bill Gates and Angela Merkel in prison stripes with photos of them. I mean, you saw them. <laughs> and, and people think that this is some kind of a uh, uh, of some some philanthropic, uh, generous person that wants to help humanity. He's a zero population guy. He said it himself on a TED talk. Oh, and the crowd laughed. Oh, it's funny. Yeah, he's not serious. Oh, yes, he is. He said it. I mean, are we, aren't, aren't we supposed to take people at their word? Oh, wait, that's right. Our society doesn't teach that anymore. It doesn't it nowadays. It's uh, it's not it's no longer your word is your bond. Now it's a you know contract that you can have a loophole in and, and still get out of It's Yeah. So Bill Gates says, and I'm quoting here, he says, if somebody goes to parlor, they're saying I like crazy stuff. Well, I mean, I could say the same thing about Twitter. To be fair, crazy stuff. I mean, think about this. Imagine being bombarded by thousands of death threats on social media, platforms that tell you repeatedly that those threats don't go against their community stand or, or you know, didn't go against their community stands, whatever. All this this crazy stuff. You get thrown off. You get uh, what, what's the uh, what's the thing that YouTube does? You get strikes or, or whatever it is. You get a mark or, or whatever. You, you get you get strikes. You also get shadow banned. Shadow banned. Yeah. You get throttled. Uh, all that stuff. You get mm -hmm. demonetized. Mm -hmm. Which one's crazy? Which one's crazy? The the fact that you get all these things that happen to you, and they then when you try to appeal it, they don't even tell you what you did. So which technically that, how, they're required to exactly, but they know that you don't have the legal money to fight it. The damage is already done. So by the time they reverse and say, "Oh, well, we're, we're real sorry about that," it's too late. You already lost two to four weeks worth of revenue. On top of that, you're making those idiots money by letting them monetize on your IP. Oh no, it's worse than that. YouTube is now going to run ads on channels, even if you have ads disabled on your channel, or you've been demonetized. So in other words, you've been demonetized. You can no longer... YouTube has, has said your video is too offensive for advertisers to advertise on for you. But we're okay with running ads on your video, your, your content, and making money off of your creations. Anyway, you know, I, I've noticed that uh, every time that these radicals and extremists who no matter who they are, anytime, no matter what side it comes from, I, I don't care about sides here. OK, radicals and extremists, whenever they get a hold of something, whether it's society, whether it's a uh, social media company, whether it's anything, education, religion, whatever. Anytime they get a hold of something, they make a mess of it. They wreck everything. Twitter and Facebook, th those are no different. Those are platforms. We said it about, a, it's been over a year ago. I said, you're not welcome on those platforms any longer. If you have an independent thought, you can think for yourself. If you can think critically, if you can think logically, you're not welcome on those platforms anymore. I was telling somebody a couple of days ago here, I said, logic is under attack in all this. Logical, critical thinking individuals that can extrapolate ideas. That is what is under attack here with all of this. Everything that you're seeing, I mean, we, we, we say, oh, well, that doesn't make any sense. It's not meant to make any sense. 
It's meant to distort your view of the natural order of things. And so crazy becomes the new normal. Evil becomes good. That's what it's all about. Interesting that you use that phrase there. Evil becomes good. Good becomes evil. It's a, what it is. It's also a Bible reference for the end time it stuff. Is. So, but um, yeah, I, I don't. I don't. Really Tell me, it doesn't fit. It does. That's the thing. And uh, also another reminder: children are being against their parents, parents against their children. That's also snitch society. What, snitch society. Um, Credit score. Oh, you're you're you didn't follow the COVID regulations, so we're gonna have to turn you in. You know, or you're a Trump supporter and your kids aren't. Uh-oh. You're the woke one. You went to the university. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, yeah, know you, know than, right. you know better than your parents. Those old-fashioned people, they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. Do yourself a favor. Stay out of the indoctrination centers. All right, we're going to have to go. We're sitting down with Marty tomorrow. I do apologize. My clock was off. I thought today was Wednesday for whatever reason, and I'm not, I'm not sure uh, where that came from. I made a bad mistake. Yeah, I did too, Governor. I, I really did. So- <laughs> You know, <laughs> we're going to sit down with Marty tomorrow and uh, we're going to go through all that stuff tomorrow. I think we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on EU side. And then we're going to talk what we think is going to be coming down the line, at least what I think is going to be coming down the line. Uh, we got some clips coming up of uh, Klaus Schwab also kind of corroborates what the Chinese foreign minister said that uh, we're going to go over. But anyway, that's tomorrow. So for those of you who have not and you'd like to, again, please give us a follow on the social media platform of Parler. It is exploding over there right now. The exodus has begun from Facebook, from Twitter, and people are looking for a new home when it comes to social media. And when they get over there and they see all those friendly faces, now they feel right at home. So you can get in contact with me over there at Anderson 3 or you can get in contact with Marty at Marty Foster. We like getting all of your comments and your, your feedback, your upvotes, and we do appreciate it when you do echo our podcast. We appreciate that very much. Also, if you'd like to reach out to us and you don't want to do it on social media, you can do so by dropping us a line anytime at tips at dynamicindependence.com, which by the way, I got an email. You, you saw it from a uh, from a listener. And it, if you're listening, I, I do appreciate the email uh, and I appreciate the information that you sent over. We are looking into that as we speak. And um, just to let you know, you got me to, to laugh for a good five to 10 minutes on the uh, the comment that you let off with. So that was uh, I, although under TOS, I can't repeat what it was. But uh, thank you very much for that, for giving me a laugh for the day. And I'm sure Bruce laughed a little bit, too. And so did Marty, uh, I might add. I did. So thank you for giving us a laugh around here. Uh, And I will be responding to that email uh, in the next day or so, as soon as I can get to it. I do apologize. But uh, yes, uh, do drop us a line at tips at dynamicindependence.com. And we would humbly ask you to pass this along to friends, family, and known associates. We're trying to grow our audience here as much as possible. And we need your help as a loyal listener in order to do that. So if you could pass this along, we would appreciate that. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts, with the exception of SoundCloud. Also, if you're rating podcasts, if you could go over to Apple Podcasts and give us a rating at your earliest possible convenience, we would appreciate that as well. Five stars would be a plus. Thank you very much. Bruce, thank you for your time tonight. And from all of us here, wherever you are in the world we thank you for listening because it's all of you that listen that make this all possible we love you and we love freedom and independence and together we'll continue to fight for those in the marketplace of ideas so we'll see all of you tomorrow 